0: As we get ready to turn the page to the weekend here in the Triad, let's chat with the man who will be calling the final two rounds of the Wyndham Championship for CBS. That, of course, is America's friend, Jim Nance, who doubles as the son of a Guilford College Quaker we learned in our last visit, and as of last December in Winston-Salem, an NSMA Hall of Fame inductee. Jim, it's great to have you on again. Whenever you're back in this area, how close to home does it feel?
1: It feels mighty nice. Thank you, Josh. It was great seeing you not only last year at the tournament, but at the um, Hall of Fame inductions in Winston-Salem. It's uh, it's going to be a special weekend for us. Uh, this is not only our last golf event of the season on CBS, but it also marks the end of uh, of my partner up in the booth, Sir Nick Faldo's uh, glorious run at CBS as our lead analyst. He's uh He's tired of being on the road. He wants to go to his new ranch up in Montana and just kind of uh, enjoy life and fish and, and uh, do whatever he wants with his time, and we'll be saying farewell to him this weekend in Greensboro.
0: Yeah, and Mark Brazel, oh, by the way, your coverage is going to begin at 3 o'clock tomorrow, you and Sir Nick, and we'll watch you guys on Sunday too. Mark Brazel was with us and said that they might have some stuff in the works to recognize his career in Greensboro uh anything in the works from you and your team to send him off the right way
1: oh yeah I mean there's going to be all kinds of of memorable moments that are broadcast throughout the weekend I've been seeing these uh edits come come my way during the week it's very sentimental stuff and Nick has that um That air about him that can be casual and unflappable, but uh, there is a big, heavy-hearted guy underneath there. I can attest to that, having sat in Butler Cabin the three times he won the green jacket. He was always more emotional than anyone when it came time to to receive the jacket, and I, I know it's going to be very emotional for all of us.
0: This is the part of the Sir Nick story, though, that I find most special. Jim Nance is with us here. He put out the statement not too long ago, earlier this summer, and he pointed out that his first PGA Tour event as a player was the GGO at Sedgefield in the late 70s, and now his last tournament as a commentator will be at that same course, of course, for this weekend's Wyndham Championship. Then you look at just the sheer history of this event, how long they've been running it, its relationship with the tour, and you look at the names who have won the award. Heck, whose name's on the trophy? How many regular stops on tour, since you go to a mall, have the history that this tournament has?
1: Well, there aren't many. I mean, it is the seventh oldest event on the PGA Tour. And, you know, of course, the Sam Snead ties run mighty deep. But it's it's become such a linchpin event. I love the excitement of trying to figure out who's in, who's out. And it's going to change next year. I think you know this, Mm -hmm. Josh, that next year they'll go into the playoffs with only 70 instead of 125. And what you're going to see next year, I believe at Sedgefields you'll see a lot stronger field. You'll see players that are trying to protect 60 through, you know, 70 on on the list and and some really premier players that um, you know, are are going to be on the outside of that trying to get in and trying to get in for the playoffs. So it really in essence becomes a, a, a kind of a, a, a FedEx Cup playoff event next year. So Yeah, there's a great history there. You mentioned Mark Brazel. Nobody does it better than him running an event. Bobby Long and all the people in Greensboro, I'm excited about being here this weekend and celebrating Nick's glorious career with friends in my home state. Jim Nance
0: with us here on it in his home state here in the Triad, WSGS News Talk Sports for the Triad. But as you're speaking and while you were talking about that event and it was good to see you in Winston, I remember that we – A lot of things about that ceremony. Uh, I'm running into your wife, um, your kids. You, You had a great tribute for your hero, Jim McKay, that night. But I also recall us talking about college hoops. And I remember you saying, boy, do I miss the assignment of calling the Duke Carolina rivalry on a regular basis. Well, as fate would have it, as you were talking, I remember we've seen each other since then. We were in New Orleans. (laughs) <laughs> as were the Tar Heels and the Blue Devils, Jim. And given what we know now about that Final Four and Jay Wright and uh, retiring and those Blue Bloods all being there, you've called a number of Final Fours. How much do you think that one's going to stand out as time passes?
1: Well, it definitely – I've called or hosted now 36, 36 Final Fours, 31 national championship calls, Final Fours, and that will be up there in the top ten. Uh, you know, to have the North Carolina Duke matchup was, uh, for someone from the Tar Heels State, it was it was just, an, it was almost hard to imagine that that's uh, going to be the last game the Coach K uh, ever coaches. It was all set up, you would think, to avenge the regular season uh, loss uh, for the Blue Devils, but man, with the Tar Heels coming together, they're going to be really good this year, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see that, but you know, I I did I did really miss having North Carolina and Duke. Never when I told you that last December did I expect we would see that matchup down in New Orleans. And um, you know, hats off to to Hubert Davis and what he did. He's uh, I got to spend time with him during the NCAA tournament run, and I sure was impressed by by what I saw. Of course, Coach K, what can you say? I mean, he's just one you know the all time you know top two guys that probably ever done it. Ian and Wooden. So. It's uh, It's been college basketball has been fun. You know, you can't be from the state of North Carolina and not have that in your blood. So it meant a lot to me. It is pretty amazing, though, when you think about it, and you brought it up that the two national semifinal coaches <laughs> who lost both ended up retiring. When you coach Gay, uh, you know, that was going to be it for him. But Jay Wright, no inkling at all that that would be his final game when he lost to Kansas on Saturday.
0: Jim Nance is with us here. On in the Triad, WSGS News Talk Sports with the Triad. While I've got you here, I wanted to squeeze in something Panthers related. Your path doesn't really cross much with the Panthers doing AFC games much for CBS, but you did call a number of games featuring Carolina's newest quarterback, Baker Mayfield. What stood out to you in the access that you get to Baker during your production visits and watching him play the last handful of years?
1: He is feisty, he is gutsy, he is determined to win. I think you have to kind of take last year off the books. I actually got to give him credit for playing uh, with a shoulder injury that happened the second week of the season. So I'm fascinated to see this quarterback battle because I actually know Sam Darnold pretty well. Um, I've had the same manager as Sam, and uh, I've gotten to know him. He's come and visited me in the booth at Quail Hollow down in Charlotte. I'm very fond of him. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's hard to imagine that the first and third quarterbacks out of that draft class end up on the same roster battling it out. But um, I think one of them, if not both of them, are going to be pretty sneaky good. I really do.
0: Let's close things out where we started. Wanted to respect your time. Jim Nantz, so kind to spend the time as a tournament's going on, uh, the Wyndham Championship here with us on a Friday. That NSMA ceremony where you were inducted into the Sports Casting Hall of Fame, you said something right at the end that stuck with me. You said, this yeah. is one of the best nights of my life, and you've had a lot of great things happen in your life. You're a very blessed man. Why, why that night? What was so special about it to you?
1: Well, I had my wife and my two little kids and my oldest presented me And to me, it's a life that uh, I could only dream of as a young boy. This is exactly what I wanted to do since I was 11 years old, right down to working for CBS. That was always the goal because CBS broadcast the Masters, and I love the way CBS presented the NFL back in the day with guys like Vin Scully, by the way. Mm. Um, So, you know, to see it all come full circle and have all my family there, there are Listen, it's a glorious life that uh, you know. I am blessed. I'm grateful for. There's a lot of sacrifice, like anything else that that you have to strive for. Um, you know, you got to take uh, some of the things that you don't want to do, like being away from your family all the time. It's a it's a very nomadic life, traveling all the time. It's a strain on them. It's a strain on me. But to have them all there in December and have my oldest present me, uh, it's just I'll never forget it. It was as sweet as it gets, Dave Gorin. Over there manages that um, you know that that association, the, the sports media and sports broadcasters, it's uh, it's it's quite a thing. And I'm still kind of um, in the afterglow of that that special night in Winston.
0: Jim Nance, hope to see you at some point this weekend uh, in Greensboro. Safe travels and everything else. Thanks, Thanks for Josh. the time.
1: You do a great job, man. I'm proud of you, and I look forward to running into you over at Sedgefield.